Michael, we're here. It's good to finally get a chance to sit down with you. You've been traveling. I've been traveling. We've kind of both uh, divide and conquer these days, but it's been 22 years together and it's been quite a ride. So um, uh, this was your idea. I'm really excited um, that you thought of this. So an opportunity to sit down and talk a little bit about the road that we've covered, the ground we've traveled, and uh, hopefully a bit about the future as well, because I'm so excited about that. Yeah, I mean, we, we talk all the time about the fact that we have a different story in the marketplace, but helping folks understand what it's all about, what we're all about, how this multi-decade journey has come together. Yeah. I've been looking forward to chatting with you about yeah. it. It's been a pretty, uh, hopefully uh, a road less traveled, which we like, but maybe talk a little bit about where we started and, and what the journey's been like. Well, I mean, I think a lot of folks probably don't, a lot of folks at One Digital probably don't even know that we got started in 2000. We were a dot-com. Um, the marketplace decided four months in that we were not going to be a dot-com anymore. And we had to figure out what our next act was. And so we began this journey of trying to understand how to manage small group more efficiently than other brokers did. How do we partner with brokers and begin to build a reputation as being a partner in the marketplace? And we found our way, right? We we created an outsourced solution for benefits brokers that didn't exist in the marketplace. And I think probably most importantly, we started to build a technology platform that serves us amazingly well today. So, you know, it got us started in the early days, but I'll tell you, the, the thing that's amazing, I know you feel the same way sometimes, is like you look back and I'll look down LinkedIn and I'll see that an office got together and there's 60 people in the picture. And I think back to how long did it take us to get to be <laughs> 60 people yeah. in the company? I, I have no idea, but it really, it's 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 been fun kind of reflecting yeah. back. It's It's been fun. You know, I, um, I get asked all the time about, you know, did we ever think we would be where we are now? Like, was this the master plan back in the day? And as you said, you know, we've had so many changes and iterations along the way. But the thing that I always tell people that I love about that is um, I think we're very purposeful and very thoughtful in what we've done. Um, there's no way I thought we'd be where we are today, yep. but I'm, I'm thrilled. And, and what I love most about it is I really don't feel any different. Right. You know, my wife tells a story all the time about moving to Atlanta when we started the business and just felt that I needed to be there as we were kind of building some scale there. And she always tells a story about 30 employees employees and my husband and his partner, Mike and Chuck, who we'll talk about in a minute, their company just reached 30 employees and it's time for us to, to move to Atlanta. It's definitely mind blowing, but in some ways, not that much has changed. I feel yeah. like we're still focused on the same principles that has made us successful. Yeah. Look, I, I agree. And I think that one of the things that I probably am more confident about now than, than really years ago was that there was always this drumbeat that if we got too big, we would somehow lose our culture, lose what made us special. And I think what we have figured out is that it's sort of one person at a time, whether it's um, an agency, an agency at a time, or a financial services firm, or a hire at a time, you go from me and you worrying about that all the time. Yeah to the entire organization worrying about that all the time. And, you know, we kind of learned valuable lessons that it's it's not about who you walk in the front door. It's about who you prevent from coming in the front door that allows you to maintain a vibrant culture. Yeah. And I think it's a lesson we learned early on. And it's a lesson that's paying dividends today. 
and it's a hard one. You know, we um, uh, we've got financial investors who are amazing, and fortunately, they've always trusted us and followed our vision on this. But walking away and saying no on certain things is a hard thing to do. And one of the things I'm so proud of is that we've always been willing to collaborate. Um, I think you know what I love about. Um, you know, you and your style and hopefully folks find the same thing about me. I mean, we'll, we'll uh, be really passionate about what we're doing, but when we have enough folks that say, no, I don't know if you really think this the right way, we always take a step back. And at the end of the day, you know, been able to collaborate the entire way. It's never one way or the other. It's always uh, seems to be us getting to a consensus. Obviously, you know, part of what we're trying to sort of formulate is how do we continue to help um, owners of businesses understand what it's like not to sell your business, but to join a team. Those are just fundamentally different things. We have said from the very beginning that we're playing the long game. It's not about trading from one private equity firm to another. It's how do we build the best possible company in this industry? And I think you navigate differently when that's your goal. And I think, you know, you've done a remarkable job um, navigating through everything. That's, I was going to ask you the question. So we kind of went through, you know, the early years, we began to mature as a business. You know, we, we were in business for 10 years before we ever did an acquisition. Right. Yep. Then all of a sudden we started to do some acquisitions, learn how to do that. We began to grow as a company. All of a sudden 2020 comes along and we have to figure out with offices all over the country. Um, how do we deal with COVID? How do we help our employers understand how we're going to deal with COVID? But I, I never really asked you, like, what was the hardest thing being a CEO of a company spread out all over the country? Yeah. Everybody going home full time. Thousands of people come going home. What, what has that been yeah. like yeah. for you? Uh, there's so many things that you mentioned there I wanted to touch on. Every, right. every company has a culture, but we needed one that, you know, we're... We're performance driven, we're fast growing, but we also, you know, we have a heart and soul and we care about people. And so we needed to do that. So I'm really proud of how we did that over the years. And then COVID hit to your question. And then all of a sudden it's like, wow, you know, there's sense of accountability, responsibility for at the time, probably a little over 2,000, 2,200 families around the country. And everyone's scared. Right. And I was scared and you were scared. We had conversations about the business and how we needed to, um, you know, protect the business. And we just kind of said, like, hey, we're going to we're going to protect our family. And so there were some, you know, some lonely days. But I think at the end of the day, um, it was comforting. You know, the first few weeks were tough. But once we realized that we had each other, people could be be okay. And then here's what I think was the biggest thing um, with that transition through COVID is this is. I think are going to be a great segue, Mike, to where we take this conversation. But if you think about the purpose, who we are and what we do and how intentional we are about serving our clients and really just serving, I think what jumped up for me and then eventually every all of our team was it was an opportunity to serve. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. Mike, what allowed me to not be distracted about some of the troubles in the world was knowing that I had to serve you yeah. know, this team. Uh, and then we turned around to our team and said, look, it's, we're in a financial crisis. We're in a healthcare crisis. We're in both these businesses. People need our help. And I think what we also understood was um, it was the right thing for our clients. We did tremendous work, but it helped our folks have a purpose yeah. and a cause, which was there, but it really brought that out. That was really when we realized there were so many things we could do to serve clients. It right. wasn't just 
about healthcare and then now this new retirement business we were in and, uh, and financial planning. And we realized that there's there's we're in the people business. Yeah, it's really for me, one of the first times that from a capabilities standpoint, I think we did things that were industry leading in terms of trying to communicate with employers, you know, the COVID website that we set up, the calls that were set up, you know, when all of a sudden you see you have webinars going on almost every other day with thousands of employers, whether you were a client of ours or not coming to these events, it was really, I think it was an opportunity for us to explain to the marketplace who we were, explain this concept of serving at its most critical moments. Um, it, we coalesced as an organization. We just came out a better organization yeah. and a more connected, collaborative, communicative company. And it's a powerful thing. Yeah, you know, it's, we have a lot of sayings at One Digital. One is uh, we've got your back, which has always been a bit about, you know, how we help employers, but also what we're doing to help each other. And uh, I think that came out in spades and, and was solidified um, during COVID. But the other thing that um, emerged as we think about who we are and our brand and how we're different um, is we have an expression, um, doing well by doing good. And that was a time when, I mean, I think it really clicked for everyone. We took a step back, had a, host, a healthy dose of humility and said, this is what we're here for. People need help. And we're in a position to help. Uh, I should mention our HR consulting business um, was probably two or three years old at that time when we first entered COVID. And it was a great business. And we love the fact that we're helping folks with their HR and their people issues. But I don't know that even I, if I'm being honest, realized how important it was to really helping people and helping helping businesses. We've built this great energy and and sense collaboration, there's so much more we can collaborate on and there's yeah. so much more. And so that was, you know, you started the story, Mike, when we kicked off about going from a, uh, you know, a dot-com company to an outsource company to then building this great retail agency uh, footprint across the company. Uh, but really, you know, around that time, 2019, 20, getting into the retirement and eventually wealth and financial planning, which we'll get into, so important to our future. But then thinking about all the things that businesses need um, that's when we realized that, you know, what we thought was an advantage being an employee benefits only company actually was holding us back because right. there's so much more we can do. It's simply at a DNA level, we're, we're built differently. We're in the people business. It's not trucks. It's not cyber. It's not whatever. Now we're evolving into the PNC business. It's a tremendous yeah. opportunity, but I think we're wired a little bit differently. And so we began sort of on this path of benefits. A natural rotation would have been first into the PNC space. But I think now when we're beginning to have conversations about going from being a B2B company to a B2B2C company to helping people. Think about every family in America. They're trying to understand health insurance and can I afford it? And where's my employer going to be involved or not? What am I preparing for retirement? Do I have a, the appropriate 401k or DB plan? And how is that ultimately situated? And then of the assets that I do have, am I looking and making the right choices relative to financial planning? And that all can be done in a much more holistic way. And I think we're, we've decided that that is the path we're going to follow. We can complement with 
PNC products. We can complement with Medicare products. But presenting to every American family health, wealth, yeah. and retirement and, and really solving in a different way, it's a pretty exciting path. We talk about you know entering the second half, but it feels like we have such a long way to go. And I think the reason that you know I feel probably even more passionate today than I did when we got started is we can see the impact that we're making as a company. It's not about what was tens of thousands of clients, you know, now 100,000 employer clients, but it's millions and millions of lives right. that are impacted. And when we're talking about, you know, peace of mind around healthcare, around financial services, planning for the future and retirement, um, you know, helping employers with everything around their people issues. So now um, being in the PEO business, all the things that we've done, it really comes back to sort of this true north of we are not just trying to acquire or merge businesses because they're great businesses, but because they make each other better. And we're, we're helping clients right. with, with different problems that they're facing. And we know that there's a lot of problems, unfortunately, uh, in the world today. And there's a lot, a lot of work for us to do. It's not you and me at all at this point. It's folks driving us to say, here the problems that our yeah. clients have and and a lot of times what you know i think we've gotten pretty good at as a company is trying to find out okay there's an issue here how do we help solve for this right. what is the right assets because we one thing we've learned i think we both have said many times there's a lot of people a lot smarter than us out there but if we can bring the right people to the right. table the right businesses or the right leaders talent uh and i think this idea of just really staying focused on all the people issues that are out there delivering peace of mind and continue to think about how to how we help them um, I think it's going to continue to drive yeah. the way for us in terms of my thinking about this and I'm I don't think I've ever been more excited about the potential at one digital we have the perfect investors that basically say build a company of consequence right because the world needs a company of consequence. And I don't mean that in sort of a grandiose way. I mean it like we can do more for our clients. We can do it more B to B to C. And I think the company that gets that right is going to build something special. Yeah. You know, so you triggered a few things that um, I think would be really fun to pivot to. So part of the way we serve so many and going back to the start of our story, which we should have mentioned, digitalinsurance.com, yeah. the first yeah. Uh, yeah. name of the business. And eventually I still have t-shirts. Yeah. <laughs> but that digital was there in the beginning. Right. And our vision, you and I met at another company, I think sort of both caught the technology bug, uh, thought we could solve the world's problems and certainly help our industry a lot with technology and then ran head first into the reality that there were a lot of things that we had in our head and things we wanted to do that the industry wasn't ready for. Right. We were, I think, fortunate that we took a step back and said, let's slow, slow this down a little bit. Um, what I'm really excited about now is, again, 22 years later, I feel like some of the things that we wanted to impact and change and in the industry and hopefully, you know, to make people's lives better is coming around now. And so uh, and you've been on the front end of a lot of this. So maybe we can just talk for a little bit about how we think about the role of technology yeah. in our business, how we think about connectivity yep. and um, digital distribution and really uh, allowing ourselves to do more for our clients yeah. and our customers. So, so look, I think that this is, is the building of a disruptive competitive advantage in the industry that one digital is going to have. And, and I think in particular the benefit space, the challenge there is it is a local business. It is heavily regulated and 
software firms that have basically said, this is a massive market, we're going to disrupt this market, have ultimately gotten ground to pulp. It, you know what I mean? We can list right. the number of lay, um, companies that we're going to come up, come in and disrupt this industry. I really believe disruption in this industry comes from the inside out. So if you can take a company that has significant scale, if you can take a company that has all of its teams managing data the same way, then you can begin to connect with the outside world and share information electronically. And it's been sort of a catch 22. The biggest players haven't been looking to do that. The folks on the outside that have great software don't have enough business to really matter when it comes to that, to the people they're trying to connect with. I think along comes One Digital. We're attracting amazing talent into our technology right. organization. And we have the critical mass to sit down with anybody and say, we think it actually is going to happen here first. Join us. Right. And I think more and more people are listening to the fact that maybe disruption does come from the inside out. And I'm really excited about what that means for our business. You know, we talk about can we go from being an advisory business to an analytical competitor? Can we um, gather data, create insight from the analytics of that data, and help our clients make better decisions? It all starts with get everybody in the entire organization managing data the same way, and then begin to derive insight from that. I know it sounds so simplistic, and it's happening in many, many other industries. It's not being done effectively yeah, in ours. So it's a huge opportunity. And yeah. I think we're, we're on I, it. It's a huge opportunity. I'm sitting here smiling because, uh, again, thinking about sort of our relationship over the years and the back and forth and what you believed at times that I believed at times and I think is, is pretty cool right now is we've kind of let it come to us. We decided to build the company that um, we could. There are always things outside right. of your control. One of the things outside of our control at the time Time, which I'm so excited about now is we have to have good partners in the business and we work with a lot of carriers, product manufacturers, record keepers on the financial side. And um, I felt like we were maybe um, trying to move a little bit too fast. And as much as that's frustrating because we look at other industries, I feel like our industry is poised now. And, and now to your point, Mike, we have the scale and the customers. And I think our partners in the industry are ready to make an impact yeah. and make a difference. It's not growth for the sake of growth. It's not technology for the sake of technology. It's the ability to make an impact. But I think ultimately taking out some of the costs and what we know is such a crucial issue, you know, healthcare is so expensive and helping folks um, and then giving back to customers and thinking about digital products. So this isn't about trying to help carriers make more money and have higher margins. It's about us trying to drive some efficiency so we can give back to our clients and deliver more. Yeah in the products that they deserve. Well, I'll tell you what, so what comes to mind is kind of, it'll make me smile and probably make you smile as well Is when you think back to the technology company where you and I met, right? Right. And that company- Do we have to think about that? Yeah. <laughs> well, but here's, here's the one thing I, I would say that was so fortuitous about that was that we went to one of these um, highly funded technology companies that was going to disrupt the world. We drank the Kool-Aid and then we watched it all come crashing right. down. And I think we left that with basically like, you know what, technology's fine, but I think we became very much pragmatic right. Yep. We became pragmatists when it came to technology. And so every time something came along that was going to, you know, upset our 
um, world. We just kind of continued to do what we thought we needed to do to build a great, great company. It's that pragmatism that I think permeates everything we do, right? When we want people to join us, it's, you know, you wouldn't come have someone join your company and say, and keep whatever name you want. Right. When, when you come to us, join us, take our name. It's, it's, it's a, sp- it'll be, it'll feel as good to you a year from now as your current name does. But if we want to market to the outside world, we need to call ourselves yeah. something and we need to rally our people behind it. Yeah. Whether you're an individual, whether you're an acquisition, join us, make us better. Bring your mind, bring the right attitude, energy, and intelligence every single day. And I think we've got a huge opportunity to build something special. And to your point earlier, I really do believe um, it's like coming out of the locker room at halftime. Oftentimes when we're talking to owners of businesses, um, they spend a lot of time understanding what joining One Digital means for them. They understand the economic piece, but the ones we love the most are the ones that love their people the most and really care about what happens after. How is this a good thing for the teams? And it's it's ironically one of the most interesting um, aspects of the whole deal, because part of what we try to communicate is it's the best possible right. thing for right. your people because of career pathing, because yeah. of training, because there's no big next job for them to take. Absolutely not the case when they come here. I think it is everything that makes us different and, and really what I'm most proud of. I mean, um, you commented earlier, Mike, on agency owners that have to think about this. I mean, it's a really big step. You built a great business and how other folks think about, all right, is it a company that is just about entrepreneurs letting them do what they want? Or is it a company that's an operating company that's going to micromanage what they're doing? And I say this all the time, it's much more of an art than a science. And what I'm most proud of is our focus on getting the people side right. And that's not just catered towards the owner. It's not catered towards, in fact, it's much more focused (laughs) on their top people, the next generation. And what I love more than anything is when we talk to agency owners and they say, you know what, they're five years in, eight years in, and they'll seek me out at a, you know, a company event and say, I just want you to know this is the best decision I ever made and is the best decision for my employee. Being part of a small company and being entrepreneurial is great. But when you think about um, down the road, folks having opportunities to move up, to learn new things, to have personal growth, those are all the things that we try to work on. So we've been very purposeful about how we do that, how we onboard new employees, how we get teams to understand what it's like to be part of one digital, um, continuing to let them do what they do best, not trying to change who they are and what they do, but really having them understand what a career looks like being part of a larger company. And because we're, you know, a hundred plus offices around the country and we actually operate as one company, right. <laughs> not right. just, you know, hundreds of different, uh, in the independent, you know, portfolio businesses. So that power bringing folks together. But again, it gets back to what we said in the beginning, always thinking about people. We're a people first organization. We do that for our clients in spades. We're focused on solving their problems, but you have to have folks that really love what they do and the way we do that. And again, we've been fortunate enough, very humbled by some of the accolades we've received as a company over the years, but nothing is more important than the awards we've won for being a best place to work for folks being engaged. We do engagement service 
surveys every quarter to understand how our teams are feeling right. and how they're growing. So again, just to kind of come full circle on your question and what we were talking about, agency owners, you know, business owners, uh, regardless of the vertical, thinking about what is the biggest decision they have to make and us trying to find ones that are doing it for the right reasons, yeah. right? Having 3,000 plus folks today feel like they're part of this one company and this one purpose, but having started from very different places. That's what I get most energized about. That's kind of what I think of as my my role every day is getting up and thinking about how do we continue to do that? You know, I get asked all the time. Um, we are in the business with investors and private equity and uh, private equity doesn't always have the best reputation for that. And we are very firm in making these decisions around making sure that folks understand, you know, it's not that we're a big company and oh, by the way, we happen to have a good culture. We care about our people. That's why we're successful, <laughs> right. right? That is right. the secret sauce. It's right. because we care about where people, we build a good culture, folks care about our clients. And ultimately, if, if I were, you know, a small business out there or a large agency out there or a large uh, investment firm, and I was thinking about joining a company, I would care about that for my yeah. people. You know, yeah. I've got two kids in the workforce now. I know you do as well. And so I think a lot differently than I did when, you know, we were in our 30s and we started this. I think about that next generation and wanting to create something that's sustainable for multiple generations and them having a career path that they could right. stay at the company they, they joined. And so um, anyway, that's fun. And that's what gets me excited. Yeah, look, I think we're still trying to find our voice in a lot of this stuff. We're a year or two away from being 5,000 people, right? And and how can you do that without being corporate? We get that question Absolutely. in a way all the time. Yeah. By joining you, am I somehow going to lose my autonomy? By joining you, am I going to have to deal with a more corporate environment? I think if you focus on culture, you focus on individual hires and teams joining in an effective way, you're 80% of the way there. I'm not sure everybody does that. You know, you had mentioned private equity before. It's like, we've we've come a long way, right? I, I remember when we first started doing our acquisitions, it was sort of like, who would talk to us? They seem nice. Let's see if we <laughs> right. can figure this out. And then you kind of wake up and go, okay, we have... 50 teams that have joined us. We're all kind of spread out all over the country. How do we begin to pull this together? Several things come to mind uh, in what you just shared. But uh, one is, um, I think a lot of our people hopefully would uh, say they actually think we have built a company of consequence or already doing it. But I love the way you refer to that because um, one of the things that I feel really strongly about and proud of is I think we're still hungry and we're yeah. still humble and we know there's more we can do. Yeah. Right. And yeah. that's why we always talk about we're going to be there one day because it is the journey. That's yeah. what we love. Right. It's yeah. continuing to build part of that uh, hunger to do more and do better is what what continues to drive us. But um, you also mentioned balance a few times. You know, people have hard jobs in our company and we love to be successful, but it does require balance. And I, I'm really proud that we're, again, thinking about our people and taking a step back and saying, um, how do we relieve a little bit of stress in their lives? Understand like, you know, folks can't continue to run hard all the time. And your wife, my wife, Patty and Adrian, they tell us all the time to <laughs> slow down. Uh, so anyway. Yeah, no, I look, I, I totally agree. I think that, um, 
it will continue to be a journey for both of us. Um, you know, it's like you and I get some of these same questions, which is like, 22 years later, this has been a pretty good ride. Why are you guys still doing this? <laughs> I think we're, we're living what we're trying to communicate to everybody who's an owner of a business or someone who's thinking about is one digital the right type, type of company to join. It's like when you wake up, when you're passionate about your job, when you love the people you work with, when you feel like you are absolutely on the right path as a company, it's like, what else do you really, what else could you really be looking for? I think what I'm most proud of is a guy who leads an M&A team of having, being able to basically say, I've never had someone who joined us from an acquisition who didn't say it's best decision I made. We're, We're a company that stands by our word. We try to be as transparent as possible about who we are and what's important to us. But when you find alignment with like-minded folks that want to do well as a company and do good at the same time, I think there's limitless possibilities for us to grow as a company. And like, what else would we do? Yeah, it's been fun, partner. 